Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What is going on, Raider Nation? Micah here, along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast series. Tyler, what epi- we're on episode eight now, aren't we? Episode numero ocho. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. That is a time flies when you're having fun. Now, we're having fun here at the podcast. Obviously, Always not having, having much, fun. Not having much fun with this Oakland Raiders season thus far. We're going to get into that. I'm going to first apologize to our listeners. I've been battling a cold for the past 24 hours, and it is just, it has inhabited my my cranium, and it is living there rent-free right now. So I am doing all I can to evict it, but I apologize if I have to uh, step away from the mic to uh, just make sure that I don't uh, get anything all over the mic or just try to stay alive here while we're shooting episode number eight. Tyler, man... It's been going great. This is obviously our first season with the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, bro. We've we've we're gaining, man. Facebook. We went from uh, thirty four followers up to forty one just this week, and it's even been a bye week, man. No Raider football, you know, much going on. Obviously, we'll get into that Cooper trade here in just a minute. But what what's what's the Twitterverse going on? What's going on in the universe of Twitter there for for our podcast? We started off the week with 17 followers, and by today we're up to 24 followers. So it's been a good showing this week on Twitter as well. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, we we had kind of our first fan interaction, and that was really fun. Uh, Want to thank uh, oh, where did Mr. James Burton? Uh, he came. Uh, we had a little bit of interaction with him via Twitter. Uh, real nice guy. And uh, also, uh, Go Knights Go. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. He's all things Knights and Las Vegas Raiders. So, nice. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Raider Nation 75, uh, thank you for following us as well. Uh, and. Uh, JR, also known as at Vaca1992 on Twitter. Thank you for following us. Um, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Micah. It's called D Line Vids. Uh, they look at tape of defensive linemen and breakdown technique and stuff, and they followed us as well. So thank you. Shout oh, out to those awesome. guys. Um, and then as always, I feel like we do this every week, but last week, like that podcast kind of seemed to explode onto the scene. And, uh, I think a lot of that was because, uh, Murph from Raiders fan radio retweeted that podcast as well as Chris Reed also, 
uh, retweeted awesome. the, that podcast for us. So we really appreciate that, guys. It means a lot to us. We're trying to grow, trying to, you know, get better, get, you know, more informed. And the more the more we do this thing, I feel like it gets better and better. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. That, that, you know, that's the big thing. You know, this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. And so you can't just expect, you know, you can't just bust right out of the gate and hope to, you know, make it in this thing. Man, you got to stick around. You got to know what you're talking about. You know, you got to be, you got to be interactive, and uh, certainly, you know, Murph over at Raiders Fan Radio, they've built a fantastic product over there. And then I've known <clears throat> Chris Reed from Twitter for a, a long time, and uh, just you know, following his videos, he's a big time follow. If you're not already following him on Twitter, you definitely got to go um, take care of yourself and do that. Go give him a follow because he does video breakdowns every week, and the dude really pours himself into that. You know, it's not just like. You know, I've seen a lot of video breakdowns or, you know, people who say they're doing video breakdowns and it's pretty basic and it's like, well, yeah, I can see that for myself. But he's really, you know, Chris really gets intricate with it. He, you know, he breaks down the routes. He actually, you know, I mean, he's drawn on the screen. I mean, it's like you're watching ESPN or something right up there. So that's pretty cool. Even better than ESPN, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's awesome stuff. Really great stuff. Real informative, and and like I said, any if you're a Raider fan, you definitely got to go check him out on Twitter. Um, so, dude, we're just gonna launch right into this because I don't know how long this cold of mine is gonna stay at bay and allow me to do this. So we've had the the um, our bye week this week, and obviously the big news coming out of that is the Cooper trade for a first round draft pick. Now, if you go back to the last podcast, I believe Tyler, you and I discussed this, and I think. Uh, I think I said I don't think the Raiders will be able to do any better than a, a second-round pick for Cooper, and I think you mentioned you thought they'd get like a third and a fifth, and I think I agreed with you on that statement. But here we are, man. We have amassed now three first-round picks for the 2019 NFL Draft, and that is just incredible. I never and, thought that that would ever happen in it, like ever. And, and we didn't and even send anything with Cooper. We sent Cooper for a first-round draft pick. At the time, I was pretty upset. I I just, I don't know. I guess the glory of yesteryear was shining upon me, and I still felt like, <laughs> why are we blowing this up? And it is, it's it's been exploded. It has come crashing down. The team of 2016 is gone. We are moving on. And yeah. that seems to be the message that I'm taking away from this, is that he obvi- Gruden obviously didn't think that it was going to be good enough to be more than mediocre. So what do you do? Well, let me ask you just straight out, man. Do you like the Cooper trade to the Cowboys for the first round pick? Yes or no? I do now. I didn't like it at first. Uh, When that news came out on Tuesday, I remember telling you, uh, I felt like this team was like a, a Porsche, like in 2016 or a really nice car. I don't know. You can put any really nice car in there. Uh, and just say, you know, if you have a really nice car, you don't go and you need to change the pistons or you need to change the spark plugs or you need to do something like that. You don't just sell the car and get rid of it. You change the spark plugs and you tweak it and you make it go better. And I felt like, you know, with the trade of Mac, with the trade of Cooper, those two pieces that we thought that were so fundamental and important to us growing long term were just gone. And then we've also, I mean, we've traded or uh, we've cut, you know, Obi Melifonwu, 
Conley hasn't been playing at all. Uh, I mean, those guys to me were just kind of building blocks that we needed to see what they had. And it kind of felt like we were just destroying uh, a Porsche, getting rid of it instead of just changing the spark plugs. But, you know, like Raiders fans, at least this Raiders fan, I always talk myself into saying, yeah, it's going to be good. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's all fine. Uh, like the little, the little dog sitting with his coffee cup and his house is on fire all around him. And so (laughs) it's, it's, I don't know. I I was, I was pretty upset at, at it at first, I think just because of visions of 2016 and wishing that we didn't suck this bad to where we're giving away everybody, but it's not like we just gave away Cooper this week either. I mean, I think we got pretty good value in that. Uh, maybe, maybe we have fleeced the Cowboys depending on, you know, where they end up in the draft order. Well, and a lot of that was based on, you know, a lot of people said, you know, they took a hard look at the draft, felt like none of the receivers coming up in this year's draft were worth, you know, a first round pick, like with the, you know, uh, you know, medium to high first round pick, like they figured the Cowboys would have. So they felt like Cooper was the best option. For me personally, I mean, it was way more than I thought we'd get. So having getting a first round pick on a on a season that's already done for the Raiders, statistically it isn't. But it, I mean, we're going to need a miracle at this point. So start praying, Raider Nation, if you aren't already. But um, I mean, this season's you know it's it's got one foot in the grave already. So um, to get that, I'd say extra we're up to our pick, torso. I'm going to go okay. a little a little further than. Uh, then one foot in the grave. I'm going okay. up. It, we're mid torso at this point, in my okay. opinion. That you know what? That's fair. That's fair. So you know, I, I just I, for to get a, a first round pick for Cooper, to me, I'll take it at this point. Um, and and let's try something different. Let's you know, let's see what we can get it, get out of it in the draft. Um, I'm really excited. Kind of on the flip side of this is you know we're bringing up Aitman the uh you know the uh, receiver from OSU yes I'm really excited to see see this guy he almost he he's a he's a big bodied receiver he's a kind of receiver the Raiders just you know we had Crabtree there for a while we the Raiders I feel like we just need a big we, we need a tall tall guy on the outside for Carr to get the ball to you know I I I, I as much as I've enjoyed watching Cooper Jordy Nelson, you know, seeing if Marty B can come out here and put on a show, you know, put on the Marty B of the past. It's just we don't have that big physical receiver, you know, that Julio Jones, that that even that Des Bryant of, of yesteryear type receiver, which maybe that is somebody, you know, who's he's still sitting on the shelf. You know, we've talked about maybe that's a guy that, you know, kind of like Crabtree, you know, maybe can can you pick him up for a few nickels and and you know put a Raider helmet on him and see what what kind of production you can get out of him? But I'm really excited to see Aitman play. Um, we'll see what we've got there, and I think that's kind of just really been the big thing about all of this. It's just you know with Conley, with Carl Joseph, you know, with you just mentioned it with Obi. Let's just get these guys out there. We want to see what we have in these guys now. Gunther just did come out. Um, couple days ago and say that he's hoping to see Conley more and Joseph down the stretch I hope that's the case I hope he's not blowing smoke I really do hope because I mean the numbers don't lie man I mean we, we talked about him here a while back Conley dude was a solid corner he was he was putting up some solid numbers and so 
definitely not something that should be traded away, in my opinion. I think Daryl Worley, man, that dude's coming on as well. I mean, they're I mean, there are two pieces to the puzzle in that secondary right there. And Worley's a guy who's young enough that he could be a Vegas Raider. You know, he could be one of these guys that helps us transition, you know, into that next phase, you know, as we're doing this reboot right now. Conley as well. And so I'm really, you know, I the the school's out for me on Carl Joseph. I never really cared for his size. Um, I think he brings, obviously he brings the hammer when it comes to the run game. I love him in that aspect on blitzes as well. But what actual coverage, the dude seems to really struggle in the coverage uh, just just because of his, he's so undersized in my opinion. But um, I mean, definitely, gosh, you know, let him roam out there. Get him out there. I mean, let's get these guys out on the field, man. Let's get these guys out here against the Colts on Sunday. And let's see what we've got. You know, we, we, we got nothing to lose at this point. We got nothing to lose. There's, you know, there's no AFC title, AFC West title on the line. There's no playoff, you know, implications right now. I should say there are no playoff implications right now. Kind of speaking to what's happened, you know, during the bye week. I, I posted a poll on Facebook on the Behind the Eye Patch page and, and just kind of floated it out there after that Cooper trade that was kind of the bombshell. I just said, well, I said, Raider Nation, what would, would you, if, if a team came along, and offer two first-round picks for Derek Carr, would you want to trade him? I mean, obviously, right now, you've got the Jags, you've got the Broncos, you've got the Giants, all quarterback-hungry teams. I mean, these are teams right now that, you know, we'll get to this here a bit later, but, like, the Jags, man, they're on the ropes. They're on the ropes. Their season's on the ropes. And uh, it's they're, they're almost in kind of a must-win phase right now. Um. But uh, it was the, the response was incredible. I think we got something like over 170 votes. And it was basically, if you round it, 70% said yes for two first-round picks to car, for Carr. And 30% said no way for that. And that kind of surprised me. I, I mean, I understand we're in a rebuild mode. For me personally, um, I still think you got to give Carr another year after this. you got to give him at least two seasons under John Gruden. But man, seventy percent said if if a team like Jacksonville waved two first round picks, you know, under the Raiders' nose and said, you know, we want Carr, seventy percent of Raider Nation would say, yeah, let's do it. What do you think? It's an interesting response that I wasn't anticipating. I thought there would be a lot more Carr supporters out there, but me too. Uh, you know, I I don't know. What? Let me read you some of these draft picks that we have. Uh, coming up this year and next year, uh, 2019, we own our first round draft pick, which is destined. I think you and I both agree it's probably a top three pick, right? I believe so. Yep. Uh, you've got Chicago's, which I've seen mocked anywhere from 10 to 17. Uh, we also now own Dallas's first pick which i have seen mocked anywhere from in about the same region as the bears 10 to 17 and that's just in 2019 in 2020 we own our first round pick we also own the bears's first round pick we also own the bears's third round pick and we own the bears's sixth round pick wow so i mean can you imagine adding two more first round picks onto that and saying you know, those guys pan out, that would be incredible. Now, this is the problem. In the past, oh, I 
of course, I always think of something when I come on that I wish I would have looked up before. Uh, but there were some there were some uh, tweets going out about how many uh, Pro Bowlers John Gruden has has drafted in his career, and it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I think he's had something like sixty one draft picks. Akib Talib and two others have made the Pro Bowl. That's it. Wow. So you know that concerns me, and that that worries me. Like, yeah. is we've heard. You know, Reggie Gr- Reggie Gruden, uh, Reggie McKenzie came out and said <laughs> in defense of John Gruden today or this week and said, you know, we're working together. But then you also hear other people spreading uh, rumors that, you know, McKenzie's done. He's there's two different draft boards. I don't know. I don't know who you believe. The people that lied about the Mac trade and the Cooper trade said they're not trading those guys. Or do you believe the guys, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I guess my, my point is, is I think you have to give Carr another year. If at that point you've got Tua Tongo Iloa coming out, uh, then in the next draft, um, he looks better to me than, uh, Justin Herbert and Herbert may not come out this we're, we're hearing this week rumors that he may not come out this year yeah. either so I mean the the quarterback class if Herbert doesn't come out is done it's toast yeah. like there's there's really nobody that you're looking at in the first in the first round in my opinion as a quarterback besides Herbert in this class anyway. So, you know, then you would have Tua and Herbert the next year if Carr just doesn't get it you know, then maybe, then maybe you shop him and you may not get as many picks for him at that point, but I think you have to, uh, I think he deserves another year. I think he deserves, uh, some, you know, some retooling to happen around him and maybe that I'm just a a car homer, but I think he at least deserves another (laughs) year. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And here's the thing, because if it is indeed true that Herbert, Oregon quarterback, does not come out this year for the draft, which, you know, the rumors are swirling right now that he's adamant he's going to stay. But, man, you know, come January when you've got teams blowing up your phone saying, you know, you're, you're, a, you're, you know, you're a lock for a number, you know, the first overall pick, say, you know, that, that can change fast as we've seen in the past. So here's the interesting thing. Let's say Herbert says no. I'm going to stay away. I'm, I'm not going to come out to the draft in 2019. Then all of a sudden, you I mean, you've got so many quarterback-hungry teams, like we mentioned before, Broncos, Giants, Jags. I know I'm leaving people out right now um, uh, that, that are going to be super interested in a guy like Derek Carr. And I think it's just a matter of if the Raiders – I think they would. I think Oakland would get two first-round picks for him. I think somebody would approach him, approach the Raiders for that, and say, especially somebody like the Giants, say, you know, I mean, Eli Manning's done over there, and they're going, look, we, you know, we'll take him. We'll take him off your hands. It would just be a matter of if Gruden would say, no, no, he's our guy. We want to keep, you know, we're sticking with him. That's one of the reasons I came back, you know, was to build around Carr. And I think that's or, a very important point that you just said is I I feel like Gruden has said that time and time again. If Carr does not 
explode in this offense, or if he doesn't perform well, it's on Gruden's head. And yeah. and I think that's a I think that's a great point that you bring up. Gruden came back to coach Carr. That's that. I mean, that seems pretty obvious to me. Um, so yeah, great point. Yeah. So that I mean, I think it'll just be a matter of you know, do we want two first round picks? Or do we want to stick with Carr for another season? And uh, my vote is let's stick with Carr. Um, now here, here's the thing. You know, I've heard, uh, what's his name? I think it's Drew Locke, quarterback from Missouri. He's been another name tossed around. But, man, that's a reach in the first round, if you ask me. But, I mean, that that's who's going to be there in this year's draft. It's going to be skinny if Herbert's not there. And even if Herbert's there, man, I mean, he's really the only guy that jumps off the page. Right, I've heard yeah. people... Uh, throw around, I forget his name right now, but the West Virginia quarterback, they say he's a gunslinger. They like his style, kind of a, uh, he can be a little reckless at times, but he loves slinging it. Um, <clears throat> word on the street is that, uh, and you you informed me about this, Oklahoma quarterback, uh, he's he's going baseball, isn't he, after this yep. season? Is that right? Yeah, he and, signed and- like a, I think it was like a $5 million uh, like sign-on bonus with the Oakland A's. I think he was drafted top i know it was top five uh wow. and so yeah he's i he's pretty committed unless he wants to give up five million dollars which i don't know a lot of people that would but unless he thinks he can you know make it in the nfl but yeah he's slated to go to the oakland a's and report to their training camp this coming spring that's pretty interesting that's what i'd watch because like he he's had a solid season this well you know as a quarterback and so you know if you figure out that, golly, you know, stick around another season, I'm going to be able to make, you know, buku bucks in the NFL. Because um, that was one of my early mentioned guys, you know, before I knew that info. I was like, gosh, this this could be a potential, you know, plan. You know, this would be a guy I could see in an Oakland Raider uniform, potentially, uh, until I was informed of that whole uh, contract deal. And so Sorry. <laughs> that burst my bubble on him. But uh, no matter. But anyway, it's a skinny quarterback class dude it, it just straight up is so i think somebody out there is definitely going to kick the tires on car and ask you know are you guys interested or not so that'll be interesting uh, that, that'll play out this offseason i believe and that'll be interesting to see how that goes um you know new, new, other news that actually just kind of came out this morning is that um uh they're hoping gruden would uh, rumors have it that Gruden would like to bring Marshawn Lynch back next year. Now, we know this is the last season of his contract. Lynch now is out for a solid eight weeks, so basically the rest of the season, um, uh, you know, pending, you know, barring any, any you know, major turnaround by the Raiders. Um, what do you think about that, Tyler? Do you see, do you see any possibility of, of Lynch coming back next season? Uh, I would hope so. Do I think it's a reality? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, how old is Adrian Peterson now? The di- the Adrian running Peter- stars are. Adrian <laughs> the, Peterson's the like fifty five, isn't he? Yeah, he's like seventy, I think, pretty close. Um, no, I. Uh, he's thirty three. Adrian Peterson's thirty three. He's having a great year for the Redskins. Good game against the Cowboys. Um. I guess if you're Lynch and you love Oakland, then yes. If you try to yeah. come back for one more year, then yes. But I don't think he's going with them to Las Vegas. I don't think yeah. that's a possibility at all. Um, but, you know, 
I would like I would like him to come back. He's been about the only bright spot we've had yeah. as f- on offense up to this point. 100%. You know, and that's my thing. You know, just for the kind of the feel good story of having, you know, Lynch playing for the hometown team. Not only that, but like you said, he's just been an animal. Um and basically he's going to be sitting out, you know, he's he'll have only played basically half a season this year. I would think that there, I mean, we've seen it this year, man. There's plenty of tread on the tires left there. You got a guy like uh, Chris Warren III, who a lot of people were hyped about in the preseason. I will, you know, put that, and you know, an asterisk by that. Uh, it was preseason, but he's he's a he's a supposed bruiser that, you know, could, could take a little tutelage under Lynch, you know, next season. I could see them splitting reps back there um, as Chris Warren, you know, gets his feet wet in the NFL. We still don't quite know what we have, you know, in that pick. But the bigger part of that would be is it would allow Oakland to, you know, to allocate their free agency money towards other needs and draft picks to other needs. Um, Now, you could argue you need a running back anyway. But, you know, maybe in the early rounds, you know, you go, you know, you you focus more on defense and maybe, you know, one of the bigger name receivers, which we'll get into, you know, and, and, and. not having to worry about getting like a Harris from Alabama or a love from Stanford, you know, um, if you could get Lynch back, team him up with uh, Chris Warren, the third for 2019. Uh, I think that'd be a pretty, uh, it would be fun to have Lynch back. Uh, I think the Raiders though, the biggest thing that would go into that, we're going to have to show signs of improvement, dude, in these last, you know, remaining weeks where we got 10 weeks left here. I mean, that's going to have to be the biggest thing. If, you know, if they string some wins together and it's like, golly, you know, okay, the Raiders are just, you know, two or three pieces away from, you know, competing for a playoff spot kind of a deal. I could see Lynch being more warm to that idea, be, you know, warming up to the idea of being that player that, you know, uh, you know, helps usher this team into a new era um, but if we're just straight garbage, you know, we go two and 14, I, I just, I could see him just being like, nah, I, you know, this team, it's going to be a few years for this team and you know, whether I'm here or not, I'm done. So I'd love to see him come back, but I just don't know. I mean, like I said, he's basically out the rest of the season. He might, you know, he might be itching. He might go, you know what? This isn't how I want my career to end. You know, let, let's go out with a bang, you know, maybe, Carr can can talk him into it. We'll see. But uh, anywho, speaking on that, um, dude, I want I'm going to ask you because we got some. We're going to look around the NFL just really quickly. Then we're going to get into our off off football topic that we like to do weekly. But really quickly, these are both teams right now that need wins badly, and and it's the Eagles. V Jags. Now the Eagles just blew what was it a 17 point lead in the fourth quarter to the Panthers last Sunday. Jacksonville Bortles is playing like a man named Blake Bortles, and and I no no disrespect, but kind of disrespect to that because boy howdy has he been bad so far. Um, and that team is totally different without Leonard Fournette. Now they you know kind of a desperation move. They've gone out and gotten Hyde. Uh, dude, they're, they're, that both of these teams are are on the fritz, man. These I would dare say these are must win game. This is a must win game for both of these teams. But do you hit the panic button? Uh, are you allowed to hit the panic button for Eagles for Jags? Whoever loses that game because they play each other this Sunday. I think you can hit it for either one of them, even if they do win. But really, the, okay. I 
I mean, the Eagles were the Super Bowl team, like the Super Bowl winners last year. Yeah. And now they look like garbage. So, not, maybe not garbage, but they're just they just don't look very good. And yeah. then you've got uh, then you've got you know the Jaguars, who everybody, even myself, had had vaunted, and now they're left with uh, <laughs> with Blake Bortles playing like Blake Bortles of old, which yeah. does not <laughs> bode which does not bode well for them. So no, you know no. it's. Yeah, I think either one of those teams loses, and even if they win, you're still kind of like, oh, crap, what do we do now? So, yeah, I'm pushing panic buttons all over the place. All right, that's fair. I like that. And I, All right, so let me ask you this. Who do you see winning that matchup? Um, I think I like the Eagles. I was going to say, I'm going to tell you who you like. It's the Eagles, man. Bortles, I have no faith in Bortles, man. I've never had faith. I've always taken Bortles with a grain of salt. And uh, uh, so far, that hasn't let me down. Uh, so I, I think the Eagles get that done. And I think uh, you, there might be some grumblings and rumblings going on in Jacksonville after this loss this week. It might start to get ugly over there. Uh, I could That could be one of those teams that... You know, even for all the big, you know, the big names on that team, end of the season, you know, they they end it like, you know, five and eleven or something like that, and everybody's just like, what in the world happened to them? That's kind of right, like so us last year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So here are two teams on the fence, man. You've got Packers playing the Rams. You got Steelers playing the Browns this week. Both Packers and the Steelers. How about this? Are both three, two, and one? How about that for a? a oh, that's standing? impressive. Yeah, I know, right? We don't see that very often, do we? No, no, not at all. So so who needs the win more? Who needs the win more? Packers versus Rams, Steelers versus Browns. Who? that's tough because I think they're both important games. Uh, I don't know the records off the top of my head of everybody else in the NFC North, nor do I know the records of everybody else in the AFC North. Um, I know, let's see, the Ravens, are the Ravens in control of the AFC North at this point in time? Uh, well, see, now you've put me on the spot and I don't know. Or is it uh, the Bengals? No, the Bengals have dropped their last two. Let me see. Uh, I've got the Ravens right here. Ravens are 4-3 and three right now, so yeah, they would be in control. They're in control right now, and that's a sneaky good Ravens team. That reminds me a lot of the older... Ravens teams, man. You know, they sneak into the playoffs at like 9-7 and seven or something like that. And then all of a sudden, bam! They just like take it to everybody in, in January and February. So, uh, so who, who do so you So then got? here's the NFC North. You've got the Vikings at 4-2-1, and one, the Packers at 3-2-1, and one, Lions at 3-3, three and, three, and Bears at 3-3. Three and three. Every Sunday, I cheer for a Bears loss. Absolutely. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, as far as that goes, I mean, my guess is the Packers lose against the Ram or against the Rams. The Rams look good; they just look good. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think probably if the Steelers want in, they're probably going to have to win their division. So I'm going to say probably the the division rivalry, the Steelers is more important that they 
beat the Browns than the Packers beating the Rams. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I'm going to go totally opposite. I think the Packers, this is a must win just because that division is so much tighter uh, in the, the Packers division. I know the Steelers aren't necessarily in first place, but I like the Steelers uh, over the Bengals. I like the Steelers. I think they'll get it done against the Browns. Obviously, they were the team that they tied with week one. Um, but I like the Steelers as far as um, even if they lose this game and go 3-3-1, and one, you know, I, I still think the talent is there, and that division is just too is, is sketchy enough to where I think they could they could still make a push for it. You know, with the nine remaining games that they'd have, the Packers though, I mean, dude, these Lions are coming out of nowhere. They've discovered they have a run game. Uh, the Vikings are good every any given Sunday, and gosh, now the Bears with that defense, man, they, they're good. Really, really, honestly. What's holding the Bears back, dude, is Trubisky. I mean, that that is what's holding that team back. Um, uh, it's I mean, that's what Gruden was basically betting on when he traded Mac, you know, to the Bears uh, for those two first round picks. So, uh, but I, I I think with the Vikings, the Vikings and the Lions are are good enough to where I think that the Packers can't afford to go three three and one. The Packers need to get this win and stay in the hunt there uh, in that in their division. So I'm going to go Packers need the win more this week than the Steelers. But gosh, I could see both, you know, Rams are still undefeated. In fact, they're the only undefeated team, if I'm not mistaken, in the NFL right now. You are Um, not mistaken. Fantastic. Uh, You know what? Even with this cold all up in my business here, dude, I'm still, it's amazing. The football knowledge I'm still able to churn out here. It's amazing. uh, (laughs) I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Um, but, uh, I can see both these teams winning this Sunday. The Packers going into LA beating the Rams just sounds like a Packers thing. You know, it just sounds like what Aaron Rodgers would do. Um, and the Steelers, I, th- I think the Browns have come crashing back down to earth. Uh, I think the hype on Manziel, did I just say Manziel? Wow. You uh, did. You said Manziel. <laughs> that was my, that was my problem a few weeks ago. <laughs> Oh my word! I've been uh, Mayfield, Manziel. Yeah, you know, they're really similar. Give me, you know, it's close. It's close. Similar body type. Exactly. Similar attitudes. Similar attitudes. But that 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 honeymoon, I feel like, is kind of over a little bit there. Um, so I think the Steelers will get it done. Speaking so, of which, uh, the Hugh Jackson is on cocaine theory is still out and alive after what he said this week about wanting to get more involved in the offensive play calling uh, because they went into overtime. They went into overtime again this weekend, uh, this past weekend, I'm sorry. And uh, after that loss, he said, I may have to get more involved in the offensive play calling. Well, Hugh, uh, just leave your hands off. You're smoking crack again. (laughs) Oh, my word, dude, that – what a dumpster fire, man. I mean, we think we have it bad in, in Oakland, but no, the Browns still top it all off. There's just no doubt about that. Um, all right. So we're, you know what? We've been talking about this. We, we, we hinted at it a couple podcasts ago. We're going to, we're going to go off the grid here a little bit off of uh, NFL talk. We love doing this every week. You've heard us talk movies. You've heard us talk food, dude. Right now I have a tradition every year. I do not. I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. I was kind of late to the Harry Potter series bandwagon, but about four years ago or so, I got in on that. I enjoy the series. 
Now my tradition is every year I do not watch any Harry Potter until October. Then I watch the series on weekends throughout the October month, ending with the final uh, number seven movie, the, the, the second half of, this, of the seventh movie, uh, on Halloween night. That is my tradition every year. And we had this uh, conversation here a while back about uh, what would make for a good mascot as far as we're talking the um, Hogwarts houses. There are four houses, as many of you know, Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. So we have to rank from four to one, one being the best mascot uh, for, say, let's say just do a football team. What would be the... So... You know, this isn't too terribly difficult, but I thought it would be an interesting talk because I think you and I are going to disagree probably on our top two. Um, gosh, heck, maybe even the top three. Um, so, dude, I'm going to let you start this one off. Give me from four being the least, uh, you know, let's say the least like, you know, I can get behind that, you know, but but number one being like, Dude, I'm psyched to have this guy as my mascot. You know, it's it's like having who was it? It was uh, there is there's a there's a high school here in Idaho that our potato is their mascot, which you know is is a given. Shelly, um, the yep, Shelly yep. Russets. Now, now, but I heard an even better one. What are those leafy plants um, that you just eat the leaf? Um, oh, it's it, it's eluding me. They're round like a cabbage. And they have individual leaves, um, and you just like you chew off, you like scrape off artichokes. The, yes, there is a team. I believe it's in. Oh, I don't remember what it is, but there are they are the fighting artichokes, and I thought that has to be the worst uh, mascot that I've ever heard in my life. So, ranking as if you were fight you you know you're getting ready to play. You just got signed by either, you know, the fighting artichokes, or you got you know signed by <laughs> you know the the buccaneers you know something that's like solid that you're like i can get behind this give me from four to one your your top four houses as mascots as mascots see i was going as top four houses just overall but oh let's let's get into that afterwards so hit me first with this so first mascot number four is a raven not feeling it wow Uh, number three is going to be Slytherin, a snake. Eh, not, like, I guess you could have, like, a cool King Cobra or something, but no, not feeling that one. Number two, Hufflepuff. They're a badger. Badgers are pretty cool. Underrated animal in my my book. Uh, Aggressive, mean, ornery suckers. And... uh, Now, now, you bring up a good point with that, because, see, that, that, that totally the name... And the animal don't really go together. Hufflepuff, no, and a badger. Like no, the they first, don't when go you say you're going to play for the Hufflepuffs, you know, it's like, what? You know, am I playing? You'd for... have to say the Badgers for sure. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, so that's terrible as far as a name goes. You know, the Hufflepuffs. You know, our mascot's the Badger. Like that. Uh, oh, see that that drives me insane. That Smart, me insane. witty, ferocious, and ornery as all get out. Okay, okay, I like it. So then, obviously, that leaves default as the shirt that I'm wearing right now, the ah. uh, Gryffindor Lions. They're uh, like courageous, brave, 
Zealous, and uh, The King of the Jungle. So I've got to go with The King of the Jungle. Wow, dude. I think our list is totally going to be not even close because at number four, I've got Hufflepuff. And it's a I understand, badger. I understand it's a badger, but I can't get behind the name. I mean, Hufflepuff. We didn't say the name. We said. I, I know. Mascot, but still, that's just, it's really killing me that, that the Hufflepuff badgers, that that's just, it, it's just not doing it for me. So that's got to come in at number four. At number three has to be Slytherin. Uh, the snake thing, yeah, that's cool. That, I mean, that's fine, but uh, again, I'm not. It's like okay, that I mean, that's pretty solid. It's kind of be you know, kind of badass, but uh, not not as good as um, not as good as my top two. Which see, this is tough because obviously Gryffindor, you like Gryffindor, but Ravenclaw, man, I just kind of like that Ravenclaw. It's got a good ring to it. I know ravens are kind of like ravens scavengers. Have, what ravens have claws that have you intimidate never seen a raven? you? Yeah, well, I've yeah, seen but, a raven. But imagine like you know a, a like a I'm mass not, of ravens coming. I'm not coming scared out. of a raven like clawing my eyes out. I'm scared of like a bald. You've never eagle watched the birds, with, then, have with, you? With uh, now oh, the birds. Come on, now that's Hitchcock, <laughs> Poppycock. Uh, no. No, I'm not scared of a raven clawing my eyes out. I'm like an eagle. Give me an osprey or a falcon or something like that. Yeah, that terrifies the crap out of me. But a raven claw? I disagree. (laughs) Agree to disagree at this point. Okay, okay. Well, it's got to be Gryffindor number two, raven claw number one for me. I mean, and it's it's just for the name. I I think the name is, is... is fantastic Ravenclaw and um, I mean Gryffindor the lion the griffin you know is obviously just you know kind of a badass animal in and of itself it's you know this this mythical creature or is it mythical uh, you know that is you know hatches from the moon I mean that's that's pretty cool see now I'm talking myself into Gryffindor now and I, I got a hush because I was dead set on Ravenclaw. No, nope. uh, but no, now you say, weren't. Because now your feelings have told you otherwise. You know, gosh dang it! Yeah, they are. Because here I'm sitting here, I'm talking about a Griffin, and dude, Griffins are cool, man. Griffins are cool, and and I'm a little bit now. I'm on the fence. You know, let uh, let me come back to that. Uh, let me let me do some soul searching and decide if uh, if Gryffindor actually slides into number one or not. So, um. But you want to rank the top four houses, man? Let's 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 go double or nothing here. Do you you want to go ahead and give it the rankings? Yes. So coming in at number four once again, Ravenclaw uh, as strength. Uh, number three is going to be Hufflepuff. Number two is going to be Slytherin. Number one, Gryffindor. Nice, nice. Now. I, I'm the same with you on the rankings, except my last two, I'm just going to switch. I'm going to go Hufflepuff, number four, and then I'm going to go Slytherin. Or I'm Ravenclaw, three, Slytherin, two, Gryffindor, one. Um, so maybe not much surprise there, but I can't help but wonder, you know, what would have happened, man, if, if Harry Potter would have been put in a different house, man? We'd uh, all be Hufflepuff fans. Do you think he would have gone to Hufflepuff? No, I don't know. Maybe. See, Why not? not? 
I, I, yeah, like I like well, to imagine... be with winners, except for my NFL team and for uh, <laughs> my basketball team that I, I cheer for. I typically go for winners. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats are winners. Boise State Broncos are winners. Uh, Raiders used to be winners, <laughs> and um, the Utah Jazz used to also be winners. Now they're fighting back up into respectability yeah absolutely absolutely well and see that's getting back to the harry potter thing man like imagine i mean imagine harry potter like like at a hufflepuff like in a ravenclaw like what would have you know how would that have changed the face of hogwarts man like that i mean talk about the world may never know i know and i feel like the world will never know but uh uh, anyway, thank you uh, for indulging us in that lighter side of uh, of uh, exploring in this month of October, this Halloween month. A uh, little Harry Potter talk there, always a good time. And I still, I still want to believe that uh, Professor Snape is uh, Harry Potter's actual dad. He's the dad that Harry Potter deserved. <laughs> Let's put it that way. He's the dad uh, Harry Potter deserved because you know what? When you'd see the flashbacks, dude. Harry Potter's dad was just a jerk, man. He was a jerk when he was in school. And, like, I got no respect for people like that, man, who, like, come up with all this power. You know, they know they're good, and then they flaunt it on, on, on people, you know, on lesser beings. And, 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 I mean, basically, we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, Snape, dude. He was just basically bullied by Harry Potter's dad. Snape just wanted to be left alone, dude. He liked Lily. And it, it, Harry Potter's dad even took Lily away from Snape, man. Lily likes Snape. And so I'm just saying, you don't know what happened there, but I, is it possible that Harry Potter is actually, you know, Professor Snape could have actually been the real dad of Harry Potter. I'm just saying, man, they had a past. Lily and Snape had a past. We don't know what happened there. We don't know what happened as they got older. Maybe, maybe Lily, you know, she, maybe she started to see old, old dad Potter there and was like, man, you are kind of a jerk and, and, you know, wanted to go back to the first love of your life. And that's what I, I, I want to believe that, man. I want to believe that because I believe that's how it should have been. Kind of like Hermione should have never gone for that doofus, uh, what's his name? Ron? Yeah, Ron. Come on. I mean, for real, like. I think even the writer said years later, she was like, yeah, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have never done that. And it's like, yeah, like, come on, dude. Ron was just a jerk as well. He was always kind of the doofus. And it was just like, I mean, he had his moments, but somebody as, as, as gifted and intellectual as Hermione, I just don't see it, man. I don't see her going after somebody They're perfect like Ron. perfect opposites, which is what happens in real world. Well, yeah, see, now you have a point there, yeah, because that is, I mean, how often do we see that? I mean, I'm a walking example, dude. I'm like this nerdy, you know, thin, wiry dude, and my wife is a total hottie. And, you know, I basically every day I'm just like, how in the world did this happen? You know, that's how I wake up. And um, so... As you should. You should think that every morning, as do I. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what, maybe now that I examine that, you know, from from a real life standpoint, you know, maybe they had something there, but I still, you know, Snape, Snape was the, was the father that Harry deserved, but never knew he needed. Um, so 
I guess we'll agree to disagree because you're shaking your head at me. Oh, I am scolding me like the. I don't know what that word uh, is, but uh, <laughs> with much emotion, shaking my head over here. Okay, well, let's dive right back then. I guess then to a little bit more football talk here before we get into this uh, this week's games. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, Lynch maybe coming back for another year. I think that would free up some draft picks. Let's get into the draft just a little bit. We'll peek in there because, dude, we're 1-5, man. We can't help but look at the draft. We've got three first-round draft picks. Basically, the 2019 NFL draft is our Super Bowl at this point. And um, so... I just want to throw out a couple names that I like. Um, and I have, you know, I put up another poll earlier talking about would you rather see the Raiders go after a top tier running back or a top tier wide receiver? And it was actually came out to about seventy percent uh, of, of people again would rather see Oakland go after. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, sixty percent of people would actually rather see Oakland go after a top tier running back than a top tier wide receiver uh, in the draft. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, a couple of names I really like. Obviously, Nick Bosa. I, you know, if Oakland, if Oakland sneaks in number two, number three, um, I, you know, let's say Herbert does come out, I could see somebody. You know, if Giants are in front of Oakland, I think Giants snag up Herbert immediately. Um, I like Nick Bosa. Obviously, that's that's just a need for Oakland right now. Um, everybody's saying you Gotta know he create doesn't. that pass rush. Yeah, apparently that's all the rage these days. So uh, I think uh, Nick Bosa is a given there for Oakland. But for two more picks, now that we have three in the first round, I'm going to throw out a, couple, a few more names. And I'm going to do hypothetical. Let's pretend the Cowboys and or the Bears both underperform. Let's say they have, you know, five and 11 seasons, you know, kind of a deal. Uh, maybe even six and 10. That lands you, pro- if, my, if my math's not mistaken, I'm not sure about this, but I think that would be at least a top 12. And I've seen this name thrown around anywhere from number five to about, I've seen it in 16 or 17. And I'm kind of surprised it falls that far. But Greedy Williams, man, I've seen him fall a little bit in some drafts, but I would love to see the Raiders go pick up another, you know, pair him up with Nick Bosa in this draft. I think would be two home runs for the Raiders and two players. We're talking about impact players. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm done high I'm done with this drafting on on you know what I think he has a lot of potential. I'm done with potential, man. Give me players that have proven on-field talent, on-field skills and ability and that have proven it for at least a couple of seasons. Give I mean give me players that are we're going to be able especially in the first round that are going to come out and make an impact immediately. Like that's what we need and I think I think Nick Bosa and Grady Williams are both two names that come out and immediately make that defense better. And for my third pick, now obviously this is all hypothetical, but we talked about this before the draft. Um, uh, the wide receiver out of Arizona, bro. You're going to have to help me. Uh, Nikhil? Uh, Something the, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Nikhil. Wide receiver out of Arizona. Dude, the dude's an animal. I mean, he's, Arizona State. Arizona State, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got it written down, AZU here. I just Yeah, Arizona State, which while we speak, if I'm not mistaken, dude, they were taking the pitchfork to USC. That's a, that's a program that's taken a, a little bit of a tumble this year, but I guess that's for another time. Um, but I think those you, three picks like that 
I think would are all high impact players and immediate impact players for the Oakland Raiders and would make, I think, that first round a success for Oakland. Um, so those are my three names right now that I'm kind of keeping an eye on that I would like to see in a perfect world. And I think it's fairly plausible um, that I could see Oakland snagging uh, in the 2019 NFL draft. Do, do you have any players besides those guys, man, that, that uh, you know, I think Nick Bosa, and I'm, and I'm going to maybe speak for both of us, Nick Bosa is kind of a given for both of us, but, you know, a couple more players later in, in that first round. Uh, I had Greedy Williams as well. I didn't realize that he's six foot three, six foot wow. three. Uh, and then I was watching last week uh, LSU play, and I I liked Devin White. Uh, he's a okay. an, an inside linebacker. He came out of high school as a highly touted running back, Micah, and wow. uh, he's just got athletic speed for days. Um, I think he can cover, um, and you know our coverage with linebackers has allowed a perfect passer rating a 158.3 this year nothing like as long as they're targeting their you know either their tight ends or their their running backs it's it's game over and so i think we need to address that another person i like is uh dj metcalf out of old miss i think that's a name that probably a lot of people recognize and uh along with was his last name Brown? Is it A.J. Brown or something like yeah, that? Yeah, A.J. Brown's of, a big-name player Out of well. Old Miss. Uh, both of those guys could be good as well. I I would like to see us shore up the defense. And, um, you know, if Miller pans out, if we can keep Osemele Hudson and Jackson for another year and then keep, uh, you know, Brandon Parker looks to be like he's – probably the heir apparent at right tackle. Um, the line is probably set for next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cook, Jared Cook is a free agent next year, but then you're looking at having, uh, I, I don't know if Martavis will resign with the Raiders. I don't know. I know Jordy Nelson is under contract. Um, and I think we have Seth Roberts and Marcel Aitman, um, but yep. you know, I I would kind of like to see I don't know maybe two of the three first round draft picks spent on defense, mostly yep. the defensive line and uh, a pass rusher and a secondary pick. It could even be at safety as well. Um, yeah, and then maybe another one to get Carr a weapon out at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I like that, and it'll be interesting to see because you know. We always have, you know, we have, we throw out all these names, but we always have to remember there's that free agency, you know, right before, you know, right before the draft. And that, you know, that's, that, that really tells us where, you know, what's going to happen in the draft. And I'm interested to see because the Raiders are going to have some pretty big money to spend in the free agency as well this year. We're looking at 75 million this year. Wow. And if you, depending on what they do with player contracts, it could be more than that. If they cut Bruce Irvin, it could be more. There could only, I think there are five players, five players, three or five players, I don't remember exactly, that are have to be under contract next year. Wow. I think Hudson is one of them. 
Um, I think Osemele, no, I think Osemele could be cut and save money. But anyway, the next year, right now on the books, they will have a hundred and twenty-five million dollars free for that next year. For for the Vegas, for, is that correct? For yeah, so next year would be what twenty nineteen. Yeah. So for twenty twenty, the first year in Vegas, the books right now hundred and twenty-five million in cap space. That's huge, man. That's huge because you're talking about, you know, no uh, income tax there. Uh, you, you, you know, you put together a halfway decent season in 2019. You're able to, you know, get some big name free agents to come in out of state to bolster this team up in 2020 as they move to Vegas. Brand new stadium. No income tax there. Do you, it could, I mean, the stars really could be aligning for Oakland to not only be good. Now, you know, we talk about this. We've been talking about it for 16 years. But, I mean, it really could be coming together for them. Uh, pretty exciting to see. But, man, we're going to get we're, we're going to move on here. We're going to take a look at the AFC West matchups here before we get on to the Raider matchup. We only have one this week because the Broncos and Chiefs play each other and the Chargers have a bye. Um, do we really need to pick this, man? Can, Chiefs. Can we, can we both agree the Chiefs should just and it's in Kansas City, dude? That I mean, going into Arrowhead, dude. Uh, if the Chiefs don't put up at least thirty six points, even on that on that vaunted Bronco defense, um, I'd be surprised. I think Chiefs went handily. I think it's like a thirty six, thirty eight to like twenty, maybe twenty one. Uh, I think they get it done pretty easily. Now <clears throat> to move on. To our beloved Oakland Raiders, man. Colts at Oakland. Uh, it's going to be an all the, the the no more dirt. That'll be nice um, in the Coliseum. That's true. Uh, but uh, the Colts just came off a win. Andrew Luck was slinging it around like he always does, which does not bode well for our defense. However, you know, we've had a, a couple weeks off, a couple weeks to prepare to get healthy. Maybe get some minds right. I don't know, man. I, you know, I feel like I'm grasping at straws a little bit here. What is it going to take for the Raiders to beat the Colts on Sunday? Andrew Luck has 20 passing touchdowns this year. Guess how many touchdowns the Raiders have total this year? Uh, is it nine? Ten. Ten. Ten total touchdowns. Andrew Luck has 20 just passing. Um uh, the Colts get Jack Doyle back this week, Marlon Mack back this week. Uh, oh they already had Eric Ebron, uh, who's been doing really well for me fantasy-wise. Uh, thank you, Eric Ebron. <laughs> and you know what? We can't – we've never been able to guard a tight end to save our heinies. And, you know – our run defense has not been spectacular recently either. So improved on the back end. We got to get pressure on luck or else he's just going to surgically tear you apart. You do realize uh, you just said we need to get pressure on a quarterback. Sorry. It's become habit. I suppose (laughs) at this point. Um, I mean, the, one one thing that just baffles my mind is uh, Paul Gunther is either delusional or he's just not watching the games that I'm watching because this week his his thing that he said on Twitter that just baffled me was we're only giving up 
like three or four or five bad plays a game. Well, I guess every single one of those bad plays must result in a touchdown because <laughs> I we don't look that good, Micah. Is it just me? Am I being too hard or harsh? But or like I just don't see what he's seeing. I I don't think our defense is playing that well. I, Key finally got his first sack. I know Hurst and Hall are rookies, and on the other side, Bruce Irvin's more worried about what's it his home life is doing. So I just don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know if our defense is just as bad as I make it sound, but it's not. Uh, it's not positive for me on that end. So defense has got to play better. Offense also has to have some sort of line protecting Carr because that's been terrible the past couple weeks with Feliciano in there, with uh, the tackle that we had on our roster that ended up having to play left guard. Um, that was just a bad experience. Yeah in london so offensive line has to play better you're gonna have to open up more holes for doug martin because he's not marshawn lynch he doesn't break tackles like marshawn lynch and you know you've got to give your quarterback more than two seconds to throw a ball now Carr can get that ball out of his hand in two seconds but the problem with that is you're running like your receivers just are not getting open on their routes and you know, people are like, well, bring in a max protect. Well, when you're running two wide receivers and maybe a tight end, it's very limited. Yeah, yeah. And here are my two keys, man. You got to, you got to, you're not going to be able to slow luck down, not with our defense. You're going to have to make one or two plays to be able to do that. And then you're going to have to uh, Martin Doug Martin's going to have to have one of those games like that he would have at Tampa where all of a sudden he would just bust out he'd run for like you know 114 yards and two touchdowns we're going to have to have that kind of game out of Doug Martin where we control the game on the ground and um and the defense makes you know one or two plays luck is notorious for throwing one or two interceptions a game you know we're going to have to make those plays when those opportunities present themselves um so that's the only way I see, you know, the Raiders being able to eke out a win against the Colts. Control the game on the ground. Doug Martin's going to have to go back to his former ways, at least for this game. And uh, and you're going to have to, when 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 luck forces that ball or two, you're going to have to make that play. You can't have any dropped interceptions as we've seen so many times with the secondary. Um, you're going to have to make those plays to help your offense out. Give me a score, man. What's the score for Colts Raiders on Sunday? 31-17 Colts. Ooh, yeah. I I don't have much faith either. I mean, it's hard to, you know, with, with what we've seen so far this year. I'm going to go I'm gonna go a little harsher than that. I'm going to go 36. I'm going to go 36-21. Um, and it'll be kind of, you know, it'll be like kind of close maybe. Uh, you know, maybe might be like 33-21, to 21, you know, going into the fourth or something. And we're... Like, all right, we're still in it, and then it just, you know, we just can't get the offense going. You know, same old story kind of a deal. But I think uh, I just don't have any faith in this defense, man, to, to, to get it done. They seem like they're a pretty solid group for about a quarter, maybe a couple of quarters, but then that offense just can't get going, and that defense just has to hang out there. 
and they just start getting worn out and it's just kind of the same you know same story every week unfortunately so uh you got any you got any one last segment here got any bold predictions uh for the game hit me with something look into your crystal ball tyler bold prediction uh doug martin has 85 yards on the ground and a touchdown nice you know And my second one, I'm going to go defensive side of the ball. I'm going to say uh, Arden Key comes away with two sacks in this game. Wow, I like it. Let me see here. I had uh, – if I'm not mistaken, let's see. Is Washington – is he back? DeAndre Washington. Uh, I think Washington will be active this week, yes. Will he? Okay. You know what? I'm going to give Washington a touchdown. I'm going to go with DeAndre Washington to touchdown. And then I'm going to go P.J. Hall, man. He's going to get himself a sack. P.J. Hall is going to bull rush the You know, I was going to say P.J. Hall, but I liked Key in the last game. I think he's figuring things out, but I like that Hall pick. I think that game is – the game's starting to slow down a little bit for Key. He's starting to settle into it. And we've had a, you know, we've seen a few plays where it's like, oh, he was close, you know. We he still has those plays where it's like, oh, that was boneheaded, you know, gets up field too fast, takes himself out of the play. But then there's sometimes it's just like he'll have that play where you just you're like, whoa, that was fast. Did you, you know, he had that spin move to the inside where he had the running back for about a four yard loss, just you know wasn't able to wrap him Gotta up. Wrap and, up. Yeah, but just I mean, on that play, dude. I mean, he he just he beat his man like a dirty rug dude it was fantastic and i'm just going that this guy give this guy a season or two this guy could be you know put him on the opposite side of a guy like maybe nick bosa that could be elite you know then you got pj hall you got you got uh hurst in the middle there with two guys i think that are just coming along swimmingly and especially hall uh this could be a you know in, in two or three years this could be a really nasty and then next line. year you've got I don't know when Jelly is coming back, if he is coming back this week or, or this year. And then uh, you've got Eddie Vander does as well, who yeah. hasn't played at all this year, the third-round draft pick last year. So I mean, potential is there. Um, yeah. It's it's a matter of for Vander does that's his second ACL. That doesn't bode well for him. So health is a big key. And uh, – um, Jelly, Jelly's kind of been nicked up a little bit too, but hopefully he can come back from that ankle injury. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. And and um, like I said, in a couple of years, this could be a really nasty defensive front four, and so I'm I'm pretty jacked about that. Just it's it's not going to come to fruition this year. I'm excited to watch guys like Hall, Key, and Hurst develop as the season goes on. Um. They're getting valuable playing time right now, but as far as uh, it, it's 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 I mean the Raiders are in it for the long haul, man. This is this is something that's going to have to be developed, and we're going to have to uh, you know it, it's definitely to the future. Looking at looking at uh, you know the free agency money, looking at the draft picks, looking at Vegas. I mean, it, it really is about a two year window, I think. Uh, you know, if all goes well, say like with Carr, if you know he writes the ship and Carr's our guy, um, it, it's going to take a couple couple seasons before this team I think gets back to uh, glory. But I think the difference is going to be it's not going to be a one and done type deal. I think this team's going to be set for you know many seasons 
of of postseason success, not just a you know a random twelve and four season where you know we eked out you know four or five of our twelve wins were eked out by three points or less, and we're you know kind of got lucky on a few plays. I think this is gonna this could be a truly actually dominant team. Um, like I said, that's built for long term success. That's what we're hoping for, anyways. Yeah, so. that's the hope. That's the hope, and it's always the hope. But man. My cold has has given me an hour and like eight minutes here so far, but it's it's telling me, it's it's telling me get back on the couch, man. Get some chicken noodle soup inside <laughs> of you. Uh, get some juice inside of you. You're done. You're done. So, but I'm glad we were able to get together, man. Fight through this. We were able to groot and grind it out. I know you're dealing with some back problems as well, man. We're just like two old people, man, jumping on a podcast trying to talk about, you know, Raider football, and we're. Neither both of us should probably be in a home somewhere, uh, whether that's a mental institution <laughs> me, or me I, for know. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, I think you'll come out on top. You'll I, I hope right. so. Uh, every time I get sick, it's I feel like it's a near death experience. I'm 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 a pretty big baby when it comes to getting sick. I, I feel like every time I'm, you know, a head cold or stomach flu. I'm it's it's my final days are upon me. But then I always end up pulling out. So, you know, I've I've got faith that I'll be able to be able to pull out of this one as well but guys thanks so much for hanging out with us as always find us on twitter at behind eyepatch give us a follow we love to hear from everybody we love interacting with everybody too and we do it often also on facebook look for the behind the eyepatch page on facebook we're always putting up polls there put up our podcast there as well you can find us on itunes which is always fun just search for behind the eyepatch on itunes and Please give us a rating while you're on there. We much appreciate that. Also, this and, week I gotta throw in there. I'm sorry. Uh, we are now on Google Play as well. So fantastic! Uh, those Android users that that uh, listen, or if you have friends that use Android, we're now on the Google Play Store as well. Also, Stitcher. Awesome, and that's brought to us specifically from Tyler, bro. Appreciate you putting in the time there and and getting that put together for us. So. Raider Nation, stay strong. We'll get through this thing. It's there. There are good days ahead. I've got no doubt. Um, give us a call this, too. Yeah, give us a call, bro. Do you have that? Do you have that lifeline for Raider Nation there I ready do. for us? Two zero eight five five seven nine seven seven one. We're still waiting for the person, uh, the first person to be brave enough to give us a call, leave us a voicemail. And uh, either vent or give us your ideas for the future. We're still waiting for that first person. Love to put it on the show. Uh, if you're, you know, if if people are okay with that. If you're not, just tell us in your message you're not, and we'll we'll put out your ideas uh, in a less uh, invasive way. Invade. There we go. Yep, that awesome. works. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much again for hanging out. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We will be back here for episode nine. Until then, let's go get a win on Sunday. Just win, baby.